Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Jay Stansfield from All Hail Hyena. And you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Hello and welcome to you. Richie, you have had too much time on your hands lately, haven't you? Say hello, Wayne. Hello. Also, we have a guest from Manchester, Jay Stansfield. And the crowd goes wild. All the ladies are wet. Throwing pants at me and everything. Hello. Hello. Jay, you okay? Yes, I'm fine, thank you very much. Uh, uh, the, the guys know I've been having a blast on the ukulele. I'm a drummer, I'm a percussionist, but I've been having gone the, the ukulele, and um, that that was that that was all improv. I don't, very you, prob- good. you probably couldn't tell. I'm a natural, but uh, yeah, that's that's what's happening there. So laughing. yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. This is you haven't heard this music podcast. We've been got Neil Wayne and Jay Stansfield to podcast about listening. I've just, just I've just sang it. I don't need to tell you. You already know. So yeah. As usual, we've got our sections, we've got the Hidden Masterpiece, me, Wayne and Neil will be bringing a lesser-known piece of music by a lesser-known artist that has been sent to us via the webs of the Inters over the over the times. Well, Wayne brings his back from, like, yonder distance in last year. I and Neil, like, choose recent stuff, don't we? Because we can't... Tend to, yeah. Because we can't... A be bit ar- random, really. So sometimes I'll delve back into the archives. Yeah. I'm just putting my ukulele down somewhere. Oh... So that the head-to-head, uh, I've brought with me. I can't pronounce his name. Can, do you know how to pronounce his name, Wayne? Uh, God, yeah. I, God, how would you pronounce it? <laughs> John Sinoli. 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 Yeah. Silent T. Yeah. So it's not just the English you use stupid silent letters. Then it's it's sort of implied Sinoli. Like you know. knight. Anyway, Wayne, you will be bringing. I will be bringing. Uh, pff, a not glass one. That's Neil's. Out of place by Sawtooth. 
Excellent. Neil, you'll be bringing... Well, Wayne's just stolen my thunder. It's Glass One by Matthew Barton. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> sorry, Mo. Thank you, Wayne. It was in my eye line. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> so those are our head-to-heads. That's what will be happening there. We also have our hidden masterpiece. Jay Stansfield will be bringing the hidden masterpiece. What is your hidden masterpiece, Jay Stansfield? Can I just call you Jay? No. Okay. <laughs> rude. No, you, you can call me Jay if you like. Thanks. So what's, what's um, the song? I think it's Dirty Projectors. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, Death Spiral Yeah, Dirty Projectors. So we'll be talking about that. That song will not be played on the show due to copyright and infringements and publishing rights and stuff so if you want to listen to that song before we talk about it go ahead and do that the link will be in the show notes you can stop now if you want go listen to it and then come back to me and you can engage in the conversation and you'll like feel like you're part of what's going on it'll be so exciting for you and so envious of you the listener Something amazing. Um, and then we'll move on to our next section. Then we'll move on to our next section, which will be the genre section. The genre, the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go section, which this week is brought by Wayne. What was the genre challenge, Wayne? And what is the song? It's uh, The genre challenge is Blue-Eyed Soul, and I will be bringing Blood, Sweat and Tears and their song, You've Made Me So Very Happy. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you for doing that. And then we'll finish off the show with our artist spot light section which will be all about our artist jay stansfield and what he's doing with his band and his life and you know can tell us about his whether he's regular or not and he can tell us anything he wants really but that'll oh, so, yeah so that's what's happening that's what we're doing let's get straight into it we're gonna move on to our first section head to head So, who won last time, Wayne? That's right, I did win last time. Well, that's correct. (laughs) Yes, it was you. So I will go first, shall I? So my song, which I'm bringing for my head-to-head, is John Sonoli and his song Long Road. Is it Long Road? It's Long Road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Long Road. Listen to it! When you feel it in your bones And the reason is all you know Even when it feels unknown It's a long road that leads us home Even when we are dead and gone They will talk about what we've done And their lives will never be the same Cause we walk the long road every day Yeah, yeah Oh, I can feel it I can feel it In my bones It will lead us on There is a hope Together we have the key I'll hold you 
Come on. Through the weather, we'll walk it together. Through the weather, we're stronger together. So that was Johnson Alley, that was Long Road, that was my song, that was the song I've brought, that I've brought for the head-to-head, for us to listen to, to talk about, for us to delve into and do stuff with, and then, what did you think, Wayne? Actually, I'll say a bit first. I'll, st- I'll say a bit first. I'll say a bit first. So, <laughs> it seems as it's my song. Do like, I don't think we've ever had a song like this on the podcast before. I can't think of anything like this. It's very powerful, isn't it? This one. It's got. Um, I need to turn myself down a bit in my own head because I'm hearing myself, and I don't like the way I sound. So I'm turning myself down. That's better. So yes, this song. I chose this because I just love the Af- African feeling about it. It had a, a, a Lion King feeling about it. This could have fit so lovely in the Lion King. I think. Or is that just me? No, no, I agree. Good. That could have been embarrassing. Yeah. The. Even at the st- the state at the start, it draws you in straight away. Those like uh, that bass drum, those drums, it almost sounds like thunder, and it paints an image of thunder. I love it. It's it's, it's got African flavours, but it's it's tailored to a wider audience. I feel it's not it's not complete. It's not a complete African sound. It's got Western elements in there, but I love this a lot. This went straight onto my regular listening playlist. I love it loads and loads. It's uh, yeah, it's very upbeat and very especially with the way things at the moment, doom and gloom and everything. It's kind of like a nice bit of um, niceness in the darkness. I was getting that from it. Yeah, normally I like really dark songs, but it was nice to be cheered up. Mm. It's got it almost feel a bit Christian, but I don't know if that's a lot of African song music sounds kind of Christian. I don't, I don't know why. I'm, Amazing I'm... production on it. Oh yeah, take it away, Jay. I can't believe it's got less than two thousand views on YouTube. Is that all it's got? Two thousand, yeah. See, well, I it... can see that guy being massive. Voice well, in his in his bio that they sent over, they were saying that his last single that he did was. Got eight over eight million uh, hits on radio in South Africa. So cool. I'd have thought this one would have done even better, but no, well, the video makes, made me cry at the end. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, <laughs> it's got a really commercial like movie soundtrack vibe to it, like you said. You can you can imagine it on Comic Relief or something as well. Um, I like that bit at the start where the music comes in. He goes ta ta ta. I don't, I don't know what that, whether it's like a word or whether it's just like scatting or what. It's just, just nice with a bit with a bit of uh, echo on it. It's nice. Yeah. Anything else to add, Jay? I've I really enjoyed it a lot. A lot. Cool. I listened to it a few times. I'm glad I brought something that you like, Wayne. Um, this is all awkward, isn't it? Over the, over the lines of the web, this. It, it is a little bit weird. It feels like it's not flowing as well as it usually does. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll get into our stride in a bit. Okay. Wayne, talk. So, so like you said, 
it, this is a ray of ray of an absolute ray of sh- a shaft of sunlight in the gloom. Shaft. Yeah, it's it's a, a a ray of sunshine in the in the gloom. This it's it's brilliantly uplifting. It's joyful, and what I love about this the most, and you alluded to it because I've wrote down in my notes here. I've wrote down that he's got a Disney quality to it, and not the bad Disney, the really good Disney, the Disney songs you remember. You know. Not the ones from the films that nobody gives a fuck about and nobody can remember. But the good ones. Not Lion King. Every single one of those. No, Lion King's. Lion King's, you know, it's memorable songs all the way through that. I'm talking about stuff like Mary Poppins and things like that. And every <gasps> single one of those That's Disney funny. films. <laughs> no, it's, it, I'm talking about it in a good way. Every single one of those Disney films that has got a memorable Disney song in it and is a classic and you'll watch it over and over again. They all have the same thing in common. They have an undertone of darkness. And so does this song. And that's what lifts it even higher. Because it's got a melancholic, real, real, like, subtle melancholic feel to it. And I love that because everything he's singing is lifting you up. And it's just, it's just underneath. I thought it was brilliant. Honestly, I really, especially in, you know, like you say, in the current climate. You know, I was driving home today, obviously being sent home from work. And it um, it lifted my spirits, you know, driving on the empty roads on the way back home. And uh, it really made me appreciate the term... Uh, this too shall pass. Yeah, fantastic song. It should mm. just win for the week we're having, not even because it's a great song, just because of the week we're having. Probably going to be the next few weeks as well. Anyway, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much echo what everybody else has said. I mean, you, you know me, I like dark songs, and I didn't get that melancholic undercurrent from this at all. Way, you know, but to me, it was just a really happy, uplifting song. But I think he kind of says, you know, it says it all at the moment that we we need that at the moment. If anybody's listened to this podcast and they've they've been living in a cave and they don't realise what's what's been going on. Uh, like those big, was, was it the German Big Brother? It'd have to be a very big fucking cave. Was, was it? Was it? Was it the Big Brother contestants in Germany? Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. Apparently, they, they they didn't know what was going on because they they weren't allowed any contact with the outside world. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. The Big you know, Brother contestants, I understand, but Jared Leto, I don't understand. Oh, did, uh, did he not know? Oh, yeah, he went into the desert, didn't he? He was on, like, a little retreat and all that kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, for anybody, for, for, for Jared Leto, if he listens to Leto, if he listens to our podcast, the, the world's in lockdown, he, basically. He, de- he definitely doesn't. Yeah, he, he might do, you never know. Yeah, I mean, me, me personally, um, I got an email from my boss a couple of weeks ago saying, would you mind wanking from home from now on? It was only today <laughs> I realised I'd misread it. I, I assume that's why everybody was buying all the loot. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll be here all week. But I, I will be probably for the next three weeks, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll be here for three weeks, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I love this song. It, it, when I first heard it, the first first thing that struck me is it sounded very familiar, and I thought I, I thought maybe somebody had brought it for a head to head before. And then I realised no, it was, I was going to bring it as a head to head. So Rich beat me to it, you bastard. Um, <laughs> great minds think alike. It's um, yeah, it's, it's just a brilliant song. It's just very, it's so well. I think Jay, Jay mentioned the production on it. There's like little bits, like there's this little like. I don't know if it's a guitar twang, like a, a little a little twangy bit that sort of comes in that just, oh, that, you know, it's like goosebumps, dump my arm, you know. So everything is just perfect and everything fits into place. So, yeah, one of the best songs you've had on the podcast, I think. Yeah, it, uh, when it came through, I was very surprised that it'd sent, it, it, it sounded very commercial and sounded very, like very commercial, something that yeah. should already be out there in the mainstream. But uh, <laughs> That's what I thought. 
Mm. So we're, we're... Charles from South Africa. Did you know that, Richard? Yes, I did. I mentioned that earlier. He's... I think. Yeah, he didn't. He just said he got African vibes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's from I've South read, Africa. I read a bit about him. Apparently, he left home at 17 uh, in the mountains of Lesto, I think it's called. And he left for Johannesburg. And he's 21 now, so he's only been doing this four years. I thought this song is a hell of an accomplishment. In he's you know, doing well in Africa. I know that. Yeah. So that was me. That was my song. That wasn't my song. It was um, what's his name? Yes. Johnson Oleg. It was John's song. So yeah, <laughs> that was that. We're going to move on to Wayne. We're going to go with you next. We'll go with me. All right. Then. Yeah. So I'm bringing a song called "Out of Place" by a band called Sawtooth. Enjoy. I took an offered ride Turned out it wasn't free I had to pay my debt So I walked out and left It left a scar on me I feel out of place And you look out of breath And you've got one blue face Got some nerve to say Oh, what a goddamn waste I feel out of place when I'm with you I feel like I'm trapped when I'm with you Put you in a cage for my abuse I feel out of place when I'm with song out of place like, like the lads said at the start of the podcast i found this back in the vault i'm pretty sure it's june of 2019 
this was sent over to us. It might be a bit later, I'm not sure. I came across this. This is, you know, they're not reinventing the wheel. He's not reinventing the wheel, this because uh, Sawtooth is a project of this guy called Chris, um, Chris Cordero, and it started out of California. And he says that his songs are written with the sco- through the scope of curiosity surrounding the uh, surrounding human nature. This is it is what it is. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's just it's just a solid, good sort of indie American rock sound. And I don't know. It, it, this is the kind of thing that always speaks to me. This has got like um, a Green Album era Weezer feel to it. The way it's produced, the the way the the song's structured. Definitely the way he sings on it. You know, it's a solid song, and I really, I think it's really well produced. I love all the instrumentation in it. It's just a really good song. I think it'd go great on a indie anthem compilation, or if you went to like an indie disco. You know, if this came on in between the beers, when we're all allowed back in pubs, and we can all do these sort of things, I think this would have gone down really well. Uh, so we we'll start with Rich. We'll start with you. What do you think I thought of this, Wayne? I think you fucking hate it. Like you hate everything I bring. I don't hate everything you bring. The, but the past few songs, uh, probably two or three songs, I really like. This isn't my bag. You know, this isn't my bag. I'm not going to say it is. I think it's for me. It was generic. It's just uh, stood as one in amongst a million other songs just like it. Well, one bit that did stand out for me was the the bridge where the, with the guitar solo that moved into the. Uh, Four on the floor. I quite like that. That was good. But no, it's it's not that it's a bad song. It's just it's not my thing. Neil, I liked it. It's I know you 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 get that, Rich. It's very typically Wayne. It, it is yeah. it is punked up, Jimmy. It, it, it's world. It's um it, it, it's the sort of stuff I'm used to you bringing, Wayne. But that don't make it bad. It's you know it's a good example of the genre. Really good pounding bass line. I, I love the bit. There's a bit where everything just drops back to bass, and it's just oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, really. Really good, really good, vibrant, um, bassy, meaty track. Oh, I liked it. Jay? Um, it was not really my thing. It might have been my thing when I was like, I don't know, 17, maybe, 18. It's got a, it's got a real 90s grunge feel to it, but it's a bit too jangly and indie metal for me. Moment deja vu. Did you not say this about a song last yeah, time you were on the show? Yeah, last song on the show I said it had a super 90s grunge feel to it, but a little too jangly and indie metal for me. it's got a bit of a biffy claro and blink 182 vibe to it i'm not i mean you know it's an accomplished tune it's got some good production it's just not not your bang kind of music i can imagine it could be popular though yeah yeah there's definitely a crowd out there that'll love this i'm not i'm not taking away from it it's just not not for but it is very typically wayne oh wayne loves this (laughs) I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of music like this recently. That I've been sending over, and I thought, why not like this? Why not like this? This a genre that's it, you know you know it's good because it's one that's um, that's on the comeback. I think. Uh, I think we could probably put that into the genre bible. Wayne music. <laughs> Wayne's staying very quiet during all this. He's not here anymore. <laughs> is, he, is he even still there? You've offended him off the off the podcast. He's fuming. <laughs> he's fucking. He's fucking fuming. He's his phone in the corner. Corner. I've got better musical taste than you, fair. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all it is. I liked it. Right, I liked it. On, then. Go on then, Neil. Take okay, it away. What's my yours? song is Matthew Bolton uh, and his song Glass Swan. So uh, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yes, that Matthew Bolton with his song uh, Glass Swan, which Neil, I like. Neil, it's... Can I just pull you up? Neil, can I just pull you up? Matthew Bolton's a college in Birmingham. The chap you brought the song from is Matthew Barton. Oh, <laughs> yes. Can we record that bit again? <laughs> oh, I knew I'd heard Matthew Bolton somewhere. He's also, no, he's he's also a chap at work. Um, so this wasn't, this wasn't Matthew Bolton. This was Matthew Barton. Barton, apologies, yeah. Matthew. If they decide to, to leave this in, apologies. He's at least put in the outtakes. Uh, yes, yeah, so that was Matthew Barton with his song "Glass Swan." Have we played "Glass Swan" at this point? Okay, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, so, so yes, you've heard you've heard "Glass Swan" by, by Matthew Barton. Yeah, very very unusual song, but uh, the sort of thing I like. I'll uh, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, about Matthew and what he does. Um, so uh, he records music onto a four track tape. And he's inspired by the alternative DIY aesthetic of lo-fi cassettes, like early PJ Harvey, Nico and the Marine Girls. His music has been described as like Daniel Johnson fronting the young marble giants doing cassette covers of, of 60s girls groups. He writes on a variety of instruments, including a harmonium, auto-hope and dulcimer. Am I pronouncing that dulcimer, right? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, Dulcimer, um, I think, is a thing that you hear in the song, like music ah. box sort of thing. Okay. Um, some of his music has been played on the BBC. Um, his song "Engagement Is a Sickness" 
was described by Joel from Wolf Alice as fucking weird but brilliant. Yeah, so, so yeah, Glass, Glass One. Uh, this, this Glass One is actually uh, the B-side to uh, Matthew Barton's latest single, which is called Fag. And I deliberated, actually, because, I mean, they're both very good songs. I thought, really, you know, I, I should be promoting his, his single, but Glass One just just intrigued me that little bit more because of the um, the production, the arrangements on it. Um, Fag is, is, is very much a protest song, um, really protesting against the, 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 the sort of oppression of marginalised cultures. Yeah, it's worth having a listen to as well. But yeah, this, this is the B-side, which I think is, they're both good songs, but this is superior. I think he's, uh, he's taken a leaf out of Noel Gallagher's books um, and uh, decided to stick all his best songs on his B-sides. Very haunting intro. And I think the, the sort of the theme, Glass One, I mean, you know, it immediately put me in mind of, uh, I don't know if anybody else could relate to this, but everybody's nan had like a Glass One ornament on the mantelpiece. <laughs> Is it just me? Yeah, and a carved wood yeah, fucking rhino. Did, yeah, yeah. And, and you couldn't go near him. You'd, 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 you'd even look at it, it's like, don't touch that, it's fragile. And I think that's the point. A glass one is fragile and there's very much a sort of a vulnerability and fragility to the song. You know, it's uh, to us describing someone's emotional state as a glass one. That, that, that's what I took away from Enough ramblings from me. What, what, what did you think, Wayne? Uh, I mean, you just said that, that, you know, the music I brought could be described as Wayne music. Well, if I've got a genre, then so have you, Neil. Jesus. <laughs> 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 Um, my genre yeah, is anything fucking out there. So the first time I played it through, I didn't know what to make of it, and give it a second go. And I thought, I thought to myself, this sounds like a soundtrack to a serial killer sharpening his knives. That's what it feels like. First, you know, on, on first couple of glances going through, it's so brooding, it's so dark. And then it's, I mean, I think you've answered my question because I've got a, a question I've written down is what is the glass swan a metaphor for? And obviously, like you say, fragility. Because the line he says, put the glass swan in your heart. And I was like, are you physically putting it in there? Or are you metaphorically putting it in? I'm not really sure. It could be either. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's got some really interesting, evocative lyrics, you know, uh, that, that make you... And I like that you can hear them all as well. They're, 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 they're quite prominent, so it's, you can get the gist of the song. I, you know, as you said uh, in your intro, Neil, I love the low, the low fineness of it, the, the recording. You know, you can hear the static of the empty room in the background, and that music box that plays is just—it's just, you know, music boxes are, you know, jewelry boxes. You open them up, and it gives you that sound. Whereas in this, it just feels menacing. It feels like you know, it's, you're in a dark corner of a room, and he's sort of sat there twiddling this music box around. Yeah, it's an interesting song, Neil. Mm. Okay, Jay. Oh, sorry, I fell asleep there. Um, it's like... Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, where are we? Oh, yeah, glass <laughs> one. Uh, no, I'm only joking. It's, it reminds me of like a, a lo-fi <laughs> Bjork meets Nine Inch Nails or Bobby Conn. Uh, yeah, I could get behind mm. that. Yeah, so, well, I mean, when I started recording, I used, we used to record on an eight-track set recorder. I've still got it. Actually, it's just over there. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminds me of some of the stuff we used to do, which is cool. You know, I mean, for me, it, it, it harks back to my youth, really. So it was nice to hear the, the influences that I recognise too, if they're influences. I mean, it sounds like they could be, because they, they're sort of like in that in a similar sort of DIY category, I guess, in, in some respects. Yeah. Neil, 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 Neil. Neil, this song's done something to me that no 
other song has done to me since um, Jay Stansel first came on the show. Well, we first had his music played on the Which show. Which is brought by me. <laughs> yeah. And actually, no, I'm not, I, Jay's song didn't actually do this to me. Jay's song confused me. This pissed me off. It made me... It didn't piss me off. It made me angry. And the more I listened to it, the more I, I, I couldn't listen. I actually got to a point where when it came to it in the, the playlist, I had to skip it. I couldn't listen to it. The the melody on the Glockenspiel or whatever it is on the or the xylophone the 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 repeating melody from start to end it just it was just like nails on a chalkboard to me it just absolutely oh, I did absolutely did my head in and then his voice he sounded like a pervert on a phone to an un <laughs> some un, unsuspecting girl yeah hello love <laughs> what you doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just Memories, couldn't listen eh? to it. Memories. I'm sure it's. <laughs> I don't. Just me though. Just me. I'm sure it's absolutely brilliant. I love the fact that he chooses to use the uh, the cassettes and do, do, you know does it the, the lo-fi way that he does. But no, it did not work for me. It left an impact on you though. Oh fuck yeah, definitely did that. Yeah, it, it would be memorable. Hmm. No, it would be like Donnie Darko. I was Darko. thinking that when you were describing uh, everything you were describing. It's like the first time I showed you Donnie Darko. I remember, you couldn't sleep for three nights. <laughs> yeah, three nights. Trying to figure I, it I, out. Yeah, I could not sleep. It gave me fucking anxiety <laughs> and everything. And I almost had that with In fact, you song. even put the DVD box in uh, the freezer, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did do that. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ, Abby, you scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> fucking hell. I hope that's staying in. <laughs> oh, fuck. Christ almighty! <laughs> I'm in a dark room. I'm in the corner of a thinking dark about room. Donnie Darko. Thinking about Donnie Darko, talking about scary shit. She just walks by me and just puts her arm over the top of me and hands me this delicious-looking shake. Christ! Anyway, where that was absolutely fucking terrifying. Where, where, where are we? Um, yeah, Donnie Darko. That film sung. Terrifying, made me angry. All I could hear was one, two, Fred is coming for you. Let's move on. Which song was your favourite, Jay? Oh, man, it's just that's just it's just reminding me of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street now. Um, my yeah. favourite song was John Sonoli, that by a mile, absolutely smashed it. Even though it's really commercial sounding, it, it wasn't that that I liked about it. it was that it was the majesty of it all and and the 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 Majesty, that is a good word to use. Really good. Lovely, yes, and uh, that means another point to me, Wayne, on the chalkboard, when we get back in the studio eventually. three months' time. At some point, yeah. No, well, well, des- well deserved, that was right. a good song. Yes, it's a shame that you didn't get in there before me, Neil, <laughs> never mind. Right, okay, we'll move on to our next our next section, our next section. So yes, our hidden masterpiece, our hidden masterpiece section, which is a lesser-known piece of work by a famous artist, maybe a B-side, maybe a, another song on it off the album that people don't know about. It's just one of those. 
What you brought, Jay? Tell us about your song. Why you think it's a hidden masterpiece? Why you like it? And everything else. So I started listening to Dirty Projectors with his latest album. So I was introduced to Dirty Project, the Dirty Projectors breakup album, really. Dirty Projectors, Dirty Projectors it is, and this track is off that album, and it's possibly one of my most listened to albums of last year. Everything about it is just so poignant and amazingly produced the i don't understand how we how we can write songs like that and produce songs like that i love it i find it really inspiring you know because making music myself it's always really nice to hear an artist producing something that you're like how the fuck has he done that (laughs) i really want to do that (laughs) you know sort of where that where how do you get lyrics like that unless you've been seriously had your heart broken recently you know and it's just got that, just this just tightness to it. And it's like high-end, top-end commercial production almost, but with a real sort of alternative edge to the track, which you wouldn't, would never get in the commercial world. But it sounds commercial. This real jarring listening experience. Absolutely love it. Cool. Wayne, what did you think of this? Uh, it's an interesting song. Um, it's got a real strange mix of genres, but it, it, it didn't really rock my world, unfortunately. Exactly. That's it, yeah. You usually have, like, facts and figures and all manner of stuff, usually. You just... Oh, I can, I can chuck some out here if you want. Um, don't, don't feel like you have to, I mean... Well, Dirty Projectors are from Brooklyn. They formed in 2002. Uh, they've released eight full-length albums. They've had 30 lineup changes in that time. 30. Three, That's zero lineup changes. You was going to leave all this out, Wayne. You was going to leave one, it. You weren't going to say any of this. There was basically one core member called Dave uh, Longstreth. Longstreth? Longstreth? I'm going to say Streth. Longstreth. Uh, he's the lead singer and the lead guitarist. And, you know, all, all the it all goes through him. His girlfriend was in the band and the breakup uh, album, I think, is this one. They also broke up not long after it. He's just recently produced her uh, Debut album, I can't remember her name. I've got it written down here somewhere and I have. Maya Friedman, I think it is. And they've just released uh, a cover of John Lennon's, uh, John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band's song Isolation for uh, In Aid of COVID 19. So, yeah. Lovely. Neil? Uh, I liked it. I found it very interesting. Very dark and very interesting. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, it's kind of about a plane crash from the point of view of a passenger. I guess so, yeah. Metaphorically speaking, I think. Yeah, and I, that, that's, that's what I picked up, you know. It kind, of, it, it kind of very graphically describes the plane going down and the wing being on fire and all that. And then it sort of, sort of shifts into the whole, you know, the fact that you can relate the motion to other things. Yeah, um, he, he, almost, he has almost like a spoken spoken feeling to his lyric. Yeah. He's like, hold up, I was reborn the second before the plane became shards of glass when it crashed on arrival. It's just really great. Great. How oh, can you not like it? It's so good. <laughs> there, there, there was a bit where he, near the start when they started referring to um, sort of religious misinterpretation, and uh, yeah. it did actually make me wonder if it was actually written from the point of view of one of the nine eleven victims. Well, which kind of put it into a whole new new dark realm. Mm. If 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 if, yeah, if, it, 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 if so, it's just gained even more respect from me. Yeah, yeah. You know that somebody would actually dare to go there, but uh, I, 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 I don't that know. Seems it, it, as well. What's that story, Wayne? It's good. To, it's good to have bravery in music. 
you don't get it that often. Hmm. What were you saying, Wayne? I was just saying, yeah, what Neil's saying, I mean, uh, 9-11 was obviously, was it 2000 or 2000? 2001. <laughs> How can you maybe? forget? Yeah, this, uh, this is 2002, this album was released, so yeah. So, so it would be it would be topical at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they're from yeah. Brooklyn, so they're right in the mix of it. So maybe 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 not, but uh, yeah, it's a very, very sort of very interesting, very emotive song. I um, yeah, I liked it for that reason. Well, this fucking milkshake is delicious. Wow! <laughs> I know we can all hear it. <laughs> it's like an ASMR video. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this song... Only if it's pissing you off. Say again, sorry. Say again, sorry, Wayne. I said if it was annoying, yeah. This is like an ASMR. Um, um, it's fine. I'm on a separate track. You can delete all the slurping sounds. Or you can leave them in. I don't care. This song reminds... I don't know why, but it had a bit of a Justin Timberlake feel for me. <laughs> I was quite enjoying... What I'm about to say is very unusual for me. But I was really enjoying the analog style bass that under, underpinned it all. That's my favourite yeah, bit. Yeah, I usually, as Wayne and Neil knows, that kind of thing would usually make me want to start throwing miscellaneous objects at walls and doors and little children. <laughs> but for so, for some reason, in this song, it really worked so well. And yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. It was. Like I say, it had a commercial feel, feel about it, but I think there was a lot of jazz elements under, underneath it that kind of held it back from being commercial. But those, yeah, that, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's very complex, but it was one of the things about one of the things about it for me is the more you listen to it, well, the more I listen to it, the better it gets for me personally. You hear new things in it every time I like that it's a rich it's got a rich production it's like a good movie layered you get something new every time you come back to it see I've only listened to it twice but yeah I get what you mean you, there's, there's so much going on in there Yeah, like in wife. fact I will probably put this in my regular listening playlist I do like this a lot so yeah good choice as for it being a hidden masterpiece Neil saying 100% yes was Wayne gone <laughs> That's why he fucked off. Mm, he has, yeah. I think he has. Oh, no. I mean, he says I must... No, I'm, I'm right here. COVID-19. Were well, you just ignoring us? <laughs> you just ignoring us? I said... Uh, you asked me what I thought, and I said, no, it's not a hidden masterpiece. Oh, you, you weren't coming through. <clears throat> no. So you don't think it's a hidden masterpiece? No, it's not a hidden masterpiece. No. Based on... Oh, you, you just don't like it, of course. Um, Neil? <laughs> yeah, that would <laughs> yeah. do it, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it is one hundred percent a hidden masterpiece. So you have the deciding vote. I don't know if they're famous enough to be. I mean, as a song, yeah, I think it's a masterpiece. The song, but are they really that famous? YouTube video had eleven thousand views. No, then I can't That's put it in the big. hidden masterpiece hall of fame because they're not famous. And oh, no, no, see, that, that, that works as hidden masterpiece because it's a lesser known song. But the artists, them, artists themselves. Have, I mean, have they ever achieved any acclaim? I think they, I think they're pretty big in in different circles. Yeah, Dirty Projectors are really famous, just not not like in the commercial sense. <clears throat> I'm sure he was working with someone like Missy Elliott or something at one point, or someone pretty famous. Hmm. I'll go on then. We'll stick it in. in we'll, we'll, sti- we'll stick it just behind the door. 
we'll stick it just beyond the hidden masterpiece uh, Hall of Fame door. So we'll, we'll stick it in there then. Just about made it in. It's a good song though, such a good song. I'm glad you brought it along. I'll have to listen to some of the other stuff oh, as well. Thanks. I have got some good slurping going on tonight, haven't I? You have, you. you I am slurping the fuck out of this podcast. Anyway, right, okay. Pants off. Legs open. What was that in there? Anyway, wow. Can you remember? Can you remember? So I was talking to someone today about chat chat rooms back in the the early two thousands. Did you ever go? Did you ever go yeah. on those? AOL yeah, chat. things like that. Can you yeah, remember? So, can you remember? Days, you'd see someone come on the chat. And you'd go, "Hello, so and so, ASL." Do you remember that ASL? <laughs> Fucking hell! I knew that. Forty Took me ages to remember what it meant. Age, sex, well, age, sex, and location. Ah, location. Yes. Rather than stri- striking up a conversation, how are you? Blah blah. What are you doing? Just, just straight at it. Age, sex, and location. Well, you- Can you imagine walking up to someone in a bar and doing that? <laughs> you need to know whether it's worth investing your time in that conversation, don't you? Might as well just uh, you know get straight to the point. I suppose. Anyway, random. Moving on. Moving on to our next section. We're going to move on to our next section. Our next section, which Neil is about to shout the fuck down the microphone. Okay. So, it's my favourite section of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Uh, oh, not, I forgot to press record. Hang on a minute. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the moment you have all been waiting for. The most important round of our show. The Intense Hardcore Journal Musical Challenge Mode! Go! I just pull my earphones out then. Great, isn't it? You just pull them out, you're fine after it. <laughs> yeah, but I pulled them out too late. <laughs> I'm just about, I got them out just about before he climaxed. Um, <clears throat> right, that, that, yeah, that's on so, his way over to you, lads. Can't wait. So that was the, that, this is the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go section. And this week, Wayne was challenged with the genre blue-eyed soul. Tell us about this genre, Wayne. Tell us about your song. Tell us about, tell us about, tell us about. Right, so on the last episode, guess on the last episode, I've lost. I've, oh, um, Brian from Harvest Black and Co. challenged me to go and find some music of the Blue-Eyed Soul genre. So Blue-Eyed Soul is, is, is also known as White Soul, and it was a term that was coined in the 1960s, thought to be coined by a uh, Philadelphia radio DJ called uh, George, Georgie Woods, and he used it to initially describe the Righteous Brothers. Um, and it was also used in describing Sonny and Cher, The Beatles, Tom Jones and Barry Maguire. So I brought this uh, song called uh, You've Made Me So Very Happy by Blood, Sweat and Tears. They are a Canadian-American jazz rock group who formed in 1967 in New York. They've got a sordid history as well. I think they should have been a lot bigger than they were. They were signed to Tamla Records. Two episodes we've mentioned Tamla now. Tamla is... I was getting Motown from this, actually. Yeah, well, t- yeah Tamla is Stevie Wonder. You know, Stevie Wonder was signed to Tamla as well. So, so yeah, mm. and this is uh, this is from their second album, which is also called Blood, Sweat and Tears. Yeah, I just uh, there's a there's a personal reason behind this song, and the minute it turned up on the playlist I was listening to, I was like, of course I've got to bring this song. It's great. I love this song. I love the journey it does. I love the fact it's a bit jazzy and it goes off and does a bit of a tangent with the you know the key uh, the organ, and then comes back and you've got the horns in there and you've got you know um, some. <laughs> A bit of like background gospel in there, yeah. It's just just a brilliant song. I love it. You know, I listen to quite a lot of Blue Eyed Soul 
and Blue Eyes Soul is a great genre. I really, really like Blue Eyes Soul. I, I think I the, the most recent you could probably describe is um, people like Duffy. They're, they're, they're classed as Blue Eyed Soul. And um, Phil Collins, you know, pretty much everything he did after uh, uh, after Genesis is is in that wheelhouse of Blue Eyed Soul. But yeah, love it. I love the genre. I love this song. Yeah, go check it out. What do you think, Rich? Um, It's good. Production, brilliant. Brass section is brilliant. The strings, fantastic. Brief but effective or uh, effective organ in it. You know that the organ they bring in. Yeah, it's a real. It's like a, a lo- lovely. It's a lovely detail. It's like it's like a cherry on a cake. It's just, it's just not nice. And uh, the composition of the whole thing was outstanding. Uh, for all intents and purposes, it's it's a flawless song, but it's dated in a way that people won't want to listen to it today. It's like certain certain genres will come back. Again and again, like rock, certain indie rock, uh, certain stuff, you know, electro, mu- uh, pop, will always come back again. But this has had its time, I think, and as good as it is, and it is good, and it's very enjoyable, I don't think it's a genre that will come back again. It's had its time in the 60s, and that's where it will stay, I think. To quote Neil, what he likes to use from the Dark Tower... The world has moved on. Yeah, it has. It has, yeah. But even though the world still keeps going back to certain genres, certain sounds, this is a sound I don't think will travel any further than where it went. Mm. What do you think, Jay? Um, it's a, bit con- a little bit contrived, I felt. I don't know. I'm not, I, I wasn't... I was. I listened to it. Uh, it didn't offend me or anything. So that's always a good sign. <laughs> when it doesn't, when it doesn't offend, it doesn't offend me. But I just, I just found it. I mean, it's, it's very accomplished. It's got, it's got, a, it's got like a cool kind of vibe to it. Is it, is so? Is it like a? Is it from the sixties? Yeah, nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah. It had that like um, what's he called? Uh, what's he called? Campbell chap. Uh, Ali Campbell. Who? Ali Campbell. UB40. Yeah. Didn't sound like UB40. So, so I'm, I'm like, I mean, see, I've never heard, I've never heard him before. Um, and I do like, I do like 60s music, but it, it was that, it was more, for me, it was the more sort of small faces type 60s music, which I've not, I'm not as into. I preferred the more um, experimental stuff, I guess, with the melodic experimental stuff. You know, whereas this, I mean, it's a cover, isn't it? Is it a cover? No, this is their song. Is it not? It sounded like Burt Bacharach or something. Well, it did sound a bit like Burt Bacharach. Yeah, it's the right period, isn't it? Yeah, 1960. The other reason, the other reason, this will never leave the 70s, and it'll always, and it'll never come back again, is because it'll always be associated with with the cheesy American soaps like Dynasty and things like that. You can almost imagine some cheesy intro to a, an, an American soap where everybody's like someone's looking away, talking, then looks at the camera and smiles. Mm. That really cheesy grin. It's that type of music that they used to put over the top of Glenn it. Glenn Campbell, that's what I was trying to recall. See, Glenn I was thinking Campbell. Glenn Campbell, but I, 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 who, who, who is he? You don't know Glenn Campbell. On, you must you know, know Glenn, Glenn Campbell. Campbell. Is. He's done some absolute Richard classics. Richard Tarlyman. Oh, okay. Cowboy. By the time I get to Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It had okay. that kind of vibe, but not, as, not quite as good. Galveston, yeah. Mm. I don't know. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Neil, did you like this? What do you think? Should we move on to the next section? Is it, he, <laughs> he was a little bit jazzy, wasn't he? Um, no, he wasn't. He wasn't full on jazz. He was a little bit jazzy. 
quite prog actually. This was a. I thought that. It was very sort of glammed and glammed up, jazzed up prog. Glam jazz. Glam jazz. I don't know. No, gla- glam prog. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the whole. I can relate to what Rich says about the whole dynasty, American TV thing. I was thinking, you know, you could just uh, um, theme from Shaft, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. I just think, Neil, I think if you stick a trumpet or a saxophone in a song, Neil fucking hates it straight away. doesn't matter what I, it I is. Didn't, I didn't hate it. I just, you know, it, it, I, had, I, had, I had to wade I had to wade through the jazz elements, I think. I, had to, it, it did, I didn't hate it. It just that created a little bit of an obstacle for me. <laughs> but you know, I, I waded through that obstacle, and there was there was a decent song underneath, that, and it was powerful. It was emotive, you know, kind of the. Uh, it was very very punctuated. It was like very. Um, it, it sort of certain parts of the song just just hit me over the head. If that makes any sense, was, there was there was a power behind it. But yeah, I was thinking cheesy American TV shows. I was thinking possibly um, porn soundtrack as well in places, but. You know, mm. kind of, kind of a boogie nights type thing. To be honest, yeah, you know, Wayne was set a genre challenge, and I think out of all the songs that he could probably have brought, I think this one's. Oh yeah, it. yeah, that definitely met the genre. I think, um, and yeah, he, he was, he was, he uh, was. I think Jay, Jay, the nail on the head when he said he didn't offend him. I think that that's 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 how I sum it up. It, 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 it's it, the damning with praise that is it, that. It was, it, <laughs> it was, it was listenable to. The work goes on, must come down. Um, um, that was the Super Fresco. makes it easy. It's by Graham and Brown. You remember? Remember that? Yeah, but they did that. They did that. <laughs> it, it was listenable oh. to. Yeah, okay. I liked it, Wayne, if that helps. Yeah, yeah. Sorted. Obviously not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Okay, okay. So this has been fun. We're going to move on now. We're going to move swiftly on. We're going to move swiftly on to our last and final section, which is all about our guest, Neil. Artist <laughs> Jay, how have you been? How have you been, Jay? Tell us about yourself. How have you been? Shall I ask it again? How have you been? Very well. Oh! <laughs> what the? What the holy no, fuck just happened? Point, yeah. Is that is that death? That, what are you, my, death? That's is that you, death? <laughs> yeah, that's COVID. Wayne, why can't we do that? COVID. Is no, that is no, that death? <laughs> oh my god, it's death! Hello, darkness, my old friend. Quite appropriate oh, when he's brought us a song about death as well. <laughs> what have you got your mic running through? Um, a arrow, a UAD arrow audio interface. Oh, so it's not a USB mic then? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, no. Look, who would you? Who who would use a USB mic? <laughs> oh, we are all using <laughs> USB mics apart from you. I'm using a Shure SM7B. Of course you are. Why wouldn't you be? I'm using an USB. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's got his earphones in that came with the phone. I'm um, using a Rode. What am I using? A Rode NT. That good though. They're, they're good microphones. They are. What the yeah, Rodes? Good microphones. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is a good model. I'm using a, I'm um, using a Sennheiser SC X5 if, if, if um, well. anyone's interested. Yeah, yours is a headset, isn't it, it is, Neil? Yeah. Neil has to have a headset because he moves about too much. He's like a fucking yeah. child. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, what have you been up to, Jay? What's, what's new? What's new? Um, well, uh, I threw in the towel being a solo artist not too long ago, really, purely because... I feel that my catalogue's built up enough for me to move on to new things, really. I'm just concentrating on all hail hyena more than anything. And mm. having that and running a business, having a family, it's just, it's just something has to give. And it was the solo career, if you will, if you want to call it that. Not me as a creator, but that, you know, the blurred line of Jay Stansfield the artist and Jay Stansfield the person, you know? It's, uh, yeah. it's when it's coarse. And you feel you've made the right t- decision? I do. I felt I feel lighter for it. It's it's nice because I've I've got something there now. I've, I've almost like got an archive of what I've been doing, which feels good. Um, it's something to for people to pick up, you know, in the future somewhere, somehow. Wayne, can you stop fucking scribbling? <laughs> yeah, sure. <I> still hear him. <laughs> He's writing fast. <laughs> He's taking the piss now. I've stopped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's um, been a strange time for me. I mean, being, you know, make, making a living, having your own business and stuff is, is bloody time-consuming. So I've, I've taken up illustrating. I've been putting a few, putting my illustrations out there, which is good. It's a nice visual visual version of my creativity, which is which is always a, a great outlet, you know. That sounds interesting. You can do also logo if you want. Logo, yeah, logo. I was thinking. About, I've been thinking about changing. Do you think we should change our logo, guys? You guys. It's not a logo, really. Is it? It's just more face. face. Yeah. Could, it could be you guys spilling stuff everywhere and getting wrapped up in leads and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and the explode stuff exploding. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Last time we spoke, you were doing personalised songs for people. That's right, yeah, yeah. You're still doing I that, am, yeah, because uh, it's quite a niche market, though. So it's it's not it's not like a constant stream of calls saying, "Please, can you write me a song?" But yeah, no, I do still offer that service. I'm just work, writing a book about it at the moment. A book is, and you're going to get it published. Yeah. All right, God, you, you you do a lot of stuff, don't I you? When say, I can, this 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 quarantine has got to be killing you, Jay, because it sounds like you're going to fucking start tap dancing any second. Yeah, I've you been just... doing that today. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some a solo tap artist who does. Do, who does... <laughs> do you have some tap shoes? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I like to dig them out. Of course you do. <laughs> I did tap dancing for a I bit. used to I used to do tap dancing but I kept falling in the sink. But um oh, my old head master used to <laughs> <laughs> What the heck's going on? My old head master used to tell that primary school. <laughs> God oh. rest his soul. I, I, I assume he was dead, he was quite old then. <laughs> Might still be alive, who knows? Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, the band. Tell us about the band. The, you know, uh, the, why the why that name? All hail. Uh, what, what is All it? All hail hyena. All hail hyena. Yeah. How, how did you come up with that? Um, we came up with it from uh, an encyclopedia entry originally. <clears throat> we were originally called Hail to Hyena, which is an encyclopedia entry. If you look at one of the spines, but. Locally, there was another band who had a band. They had a name very similar, Bird to Beast, and we thought we can't really 
copy. It sounds like we're copying them, so we we changed it to All Hail Hyena, and then they split up. So that was annoying, but still, we had a band name. <laughs> so how long has the band been together? Oh, cracky. I think it's what is it now? Twenty twenty nineteen nineteen. We've been together like three years now. I think something like that. Who's still got encyclopedias? Uh, me. Britannica. Uh, no. Oh, huh. oh, what was it? What was it? Collins. Collins. Yeah, it might have been Collins. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed you sent over two songs. You sent over a solo mm-hmm. song and you sent over an All Hail Hyena yeah. song. I've noticed that what, I, what what seems to have happened is the obviously you've got your your touch in there, your 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 creativity, but they seem to have some sort of rain on you that holds you back a bit. And then when I listen to the song that you sent over, it's like, oh, there it is, there it is. I had exactly the Classic. same reaction. Right. Classic Stansfield. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had exactly the same it's thing. Stansfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, but yeah, they got. Uh, I, I, I like the All Hail Hyena song. You know, it's, it's a fantastic song. Very, very much up uh, up Wayne's alley. I think. Um, I'd probably probably put that in the in the, in the old um, the whole um, Wayne genre category. It was a good song. But then I heard uh, heard the the one you sent over, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might like that one, Neil. Yeah, I'm not 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 that I think it's bad because it, it's not bad. It was just it's 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 one that I would stick in the freezer. <laughs> it, well, a, again, I can imagine it on the Donnie Darko soundtrack. I really could. Yeah, <laughs> it works so well on something that, like that. With that album, with that particular album, um, I wrote that uh, over a year or something, just with bloody lots of whiskey and just one microphone. It was a more of a self-indulgent recording, I suppose. You know, more of a flow of consciousness <laughs> kind of thing. Well, so what's coming up then for the year? What you got planned? I say, I don't know. For the next few months, I can't imagine you've got much planned. Um, well, we but are, when things get back to normal, yeah, well, uh, we've we've embarking on some new All Hail Hyena uh, recordings. So we've we've just been laying down the guard guitars and bass. I'm going to be doing the vocals over the next few weeks some guard vocals uh, and then we're going to a studio in leeds uh, to track all the drums we are a producer called an engineer called bob proctor and then we're gonna put it put them out so i mean we, we're releasing it as a physical product so we, we're putting out like um like a fanzine if you want to call it that with the track available as a special like a QR code or a code. We've not fully decided on exactly what we're putting in, but basically we're offering it to our fans first so they can buy the album and and all the other people who aren't our fans can get it drip-fed through uh, streaming over the over the year. Lovely, I look forward to it. Neil probably looks forward to it even more than oh, me, yeah. but yeah. I'll send you guys a copy, of course, when it's done. Thank you. Cool, cool, excellent. Ten quid. And uh, do you plan on doing, once things get back to normal, do you plan on doing any shows? Well, hopefully. We were looking at, there's no point booking anything at the moment, I don't think, until we all know what's going on. But we are looking at booking a bunch of shows, probably, well, post-summer, like everyone else, I'd imagine. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, we'll have to try and come and see you at some point. That'd, That'd be good. Be cool, That'd yeah. be good. That'd be nice. Yeah. Is is there a central That's location cu- for you, what? Yeah, Dudley. Dudley. 
Mm. There's some good venues. It's a bit far, it's a bit far away, but you know, you send over your gig list. They might might be able to sort out a night out or something. Cool. Manchester will definitely mm. be on the cards for a launch, I'd say. Manchester isn't that far for us, to be fair. No, I suppose not. It'd be cool. It'd be nice to see you. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be very good. Yeah, send over your gig list when you do one eventually, yeah, okay. and uh, yeah, we'll sort something out. And our listeners, because. Uh, I've no doubt that they'll want to check you out. They'll want to hunt you down and listen to your stuff. Where can they? Where can they go? Spotify. This was this. This was my favourite section of the last the last episode we did, where you where you started telling us uh, where, where, where you can be found. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't. Know, it was just the way you did it. It was brilliant. It was com- comedy gold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, where can people find you? Uh, people can find us on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music or uh, MySpace or uh, you know we're not on MySpace anymore. SoundCloud? No, we're not. We're not on SoundCloud either. Just the streaming mm. sites mainly, and YouTube as well. If you type in "All Hail Hyena," generally you'll you'll find us on the streaming sites. Or if you type in "J Stands," "All Hail Hyena," three all words. "All Hail Hyena," three words. Mm, you would choose like uh, that. The last word's it hard, is to, hard spell. to say, but as well, which is fun. It's hard to say, and hot. <laughs> yeah, especially when you put it together with Save the yeah. Hail Hyena again. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, we'll put all the links in the show notes so everybody can go and check you out. All the other links from the show as well, that the artists and the beginning, the head-to-head and the hidden masterpiece and the genre challenge, all in the show notes. Everything's in the show notes. I'm not sure if when this was released that the festival has already happened or is happening. What, 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 what's, what do you reckon is happening there, Wayne? With the festival already It, it will be released the day after the festival. Yeah. I imagine it was brilliant. It was great, yeah. No, no hiccups. Everybody <laughs> played to their allotted times. There was no like clogging up of the of the of the streams. Nothing. It, it all went swimmingly. So yes, I want to thank everybody who was involved in the the festival. It was a bit of a beta thing. We do a lot of beta things. I do a lot of beta things. This was a beta thing. Testing the waters, you know, and nobody can do gigs or festivals. I think it's one of the best ideas you've had for the podcast. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, so thank you to everybody, and you were all fantastic. I've asked Jay, and he was going to do the Sunday, but uh, I've ditched the Sunday, so... Broke my heart, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I take it you can't do the Saturday. Uh, You've not asked us to do that, so... I don't, I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll I gave you a choice that. of either, don't we'll have to discuss that, I'm not sure. I think it's all down to uh, Rob, our drummer. Okay. Well, have a have a word and let we'll me know. Do, and uh, the, 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 we'll, we'll definitely be able to fit That'd you in. Nice. Failing that, you can always do some solo stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah you're welcome to do some solo stuff. Okay. I will... Uh, it's awesome. probably safer to do so, to be honest, fellas. If... Yeah, social distancing and all yeah, that, this Jay. Is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm done here. I am done. <laughs> I've had enough and I'm going. We're going to play both of your songs, Thanks. Jay. You're, we're going to play the Or How High in the song, which is... Lose Up or Lose Her. Lose, lose Up or Lose Her. Lo- lose, lose Up or lo- Lose Up. Lose, lose Up. Okay. Lose Up. Okay. And, uh, and the, the solo song... I haven't got my notes in front of Fair me. Furlong's Away. Furlong's Away. Love that one. Okay, we're done. Okay, it's, it's gone all quiet and all good. So we're going to play those songs now. <laughs> 
by Jay Stansfield and All Hail Hyena. Go and check him out on all the socials. Go and check him out on the streaming links that we'll leave in the show notes. Show him some love and send him some gifts and stuff and... Just, yeah, go, go around his house, <laughs> find out where he lives, go around his house and say hello, he'll love that. You, you're so, welcome yeah. from Rue. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I... <laughs> Thank you for listening. If indeed. You still are. ta Bye. Cheerios.
You don't know how to live your life without me by your side. You're such a loser. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.